are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 13th of May. The Jazz lose to the Blazers. Should we be worried or, frankly, amazed by what they've achieved? There's too much game film out on the Utah Jazz right now. I'll explain that thought. Just needing two wins still. We'll break that down, and it's a live show. We'll be taking all of your questions on a live edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! Hello, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, and your insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Thursday live edition. We always try to do the Thursday uh, live edition of the program. I appreciate when you take the time uh, to join us. We are live on Instagram today at DLock09. We are live as well today, uh, coming to your direction on Twitch at Lockdown Live, on YouTube at David Locke, at Facebook at David Locke, and on Twitter at DLock09. So thanks very much for jumping aboard and being a part of it. Jazz lose last night. Oh, by the way, today's show brought to you by Lockroom. This episode brought to you by Lockroom. Download the Lockroom app from your iOS store and find one of our Locker Rooms. Lockroom changing the way we talk about sports. So the Jazz lose last night to the Blazers. They go to 50 and 20 on the season, which is remarkable. Okay, before, like last night in our live postcast with Ron Booth, people were freaking out a little bit. Here's the truth. The Jazz are eight and six without Donovan Mitchell, which is outstanding and absolutely remarkable and deserves huge credit and Way to go, Jazz, and way to go, coaching staff, and way to go, Joe Ingles and George Niang and Jordan Clarkson and all the guys who had to carry an incredible burden over uh, right now because the fact is the guys have been asked to do stuff that they just – it's almost impossible for them to do. So the second thing is without Donovan Mitchell and without Mike Conley, the Jazz are 6-3. and three. Like, it was a very, very real proposition that the Jazz were falling to the three seed in this playoff position when they suddenly thought they were, when they suddenly realized that they might be embarking on the final 18 games of the season, or I guess it's going to be 17 games of the season without Donovan Mitchell. And when they suddenly embarked upon realizing they could be playing the final, well, it might be hopefully nine, but could be 10, could be 11. Games without Mike Conley, without Don Mitchell. Ron Boone says that Mike Conley went pretty hard before the game last night with uh, in his pregame warm-up, so maybe we'll get some news today that he's questionable or something of that sort impossible for the Oklahoma City game. It would be great to get him out back on the floor uh, with his hamstring. He, here, Portland was brilliant last night. Terry Stotts, the idea that Terry Stotts is in trouble in Portland is, a, it, it, is ridiculous. Like, that Neil O'Shea just does enough interviews with every national reporter so that he's beloved and therefore always gets a pass. And Terry Stotts is the one who's on the hot seat is a laughable beeping concept. Terry Stotts and the Portland Trailblazers are the number one offense in the NBA at about 120 points per possession since they got Norman Powell. 
And since they got Yusuf Nurkic back, they're about the 18th defensive team. They're really good. And the idea that this team would actually, like, that they're going to let Terry Stotts go because somehow, what, the roster was built badly is such an asinine concept in this league. But the fact is, they were brilliantly coached last night. Their game plan, and this is just simply, we have way too much, there's way too much film out on our team right now. Right? We've now played nine games without Donovan Mitchell and without Mike Conley, and got teams can look at us. Golden State had a good game plan, and Portland just took it to the next level. And every day, the opposing game plans against us on a team that if we're, other than the fact that Rudy's the greatest defensive player arguably in the history of the world, is really got no business, would not be a playoff team. Like the fact that a team without two all-stars, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, is not eight and six and six without Donovan for 15 games or 14 games now and six and three without Mike and Donovan is an incredible tribute to the system, the coaching staff, and the effort of these players. Because quite honestly, if you put out at the beginning of the season and let Kevin Pelton run his metrics on a team who's going to start Joe Ingles as its full-time point guard. I love Joe Ingles. He's fabulous. Before this, he was having one of the greatest historical seasons of uh, as a shooter of all time. He is not a 32-minute-a-night full-time starting point guard in the NBA. Quinn Snyder said it well in his press conference yesterday. He went to Joe at the beginning and said, I need you to be a utility infielder. Quinn Joe, I then had to explain to Joe what baseball was. But the fact is, Joe's not a 32-minute-a-night starting point guard. Like, we can go run through Jordan Clarkson's career and talk about the record of teams when he's been their number one option. Again, like Jordan Clarkson's been fabulous this year. There's no, there's no negative criticism here on, on Jordan Clarkson at all. But like, if you go back and look at Jordan Clarkson when he's taking, you know, he's taking 16 shots a game on this roster right now, which is a lot, and he's taking even more since. But when you look at like the teams where he's taking like 14 shots a game before, this one was a 17 and 65. Byron Scott coached L.A. Laker team. They won 17 games. And he was their number two guy behind Kobe in usage. Like the next year, they won 26 games. He was their number two guy in usage behind D'Angelo Russell. On teams in which, or, or shots attempted, on teams in which Jordan Clarkson has been like the number one option or number two option, that hasn't worked very well. Nothing against Jordan. He's terrific in his role. Nothing against Joe. He's terrific in his role. And these guys would be – and Boyan Bogdanovich is terrific. I, I'm not sure he's the number one option. Like, you, you don't lose $60 million of salary and just kind of roll with it. So the fact is that this basketball team right now that I look at and say, you know, honestly, I, I don't think that's a playoff team if you're starting Joe Ingles, George Niang, Royce O'Neal – Boyan Bogdanovich and Rudy Gobert is your starting five. Jordan Clarkson and Derek Favors pretty good bench. The fact that they are six and three without both Mike and Don, and the fact that they're eight and six without Don is incredible. And the fact that they still have two games they can win to, to, to win the number one seed is amazing. Now the scouting report is out. And, and actually this concerns me. Like I, I don't know that Luke Walton and Sacramento, the last game of the season will execute it. And I'm pretty certain that, Oklahoma City will, and I think Oklahoma City will actually be a slog for us. 
But the scouting report is out. Like, if you go and take our guys, and you right now with our roster, and you switch one through five, we don't have a single player on the floor who can play isolation basketball other than Jordan Clarkson. Well, the Warriors exposed that by making us play. They played switching one through five, and we couldn't play isolation basketball and beat people. We don't. We have. We don't have that. Then Jordan came on the floor, and Jordan missed a bunch of shots in the first half, but then made a bunch of shots in the second half, and suddenly they were on the ropes. So Portland came out the next day, and suddenly every time Jordan Clarkson got the ball and came off a pick, they ended up double-teaming Jordan Clarkson or hard-hedging, so he had to give the ball up. All right, that's a pretty perfect game plan. To their credit, like Terry Stotts and his crew had a pretty perfect game plan. And then... It was really obvious they were well enough scouted to know to not guard Trent Forrest. So that when Trent Forrest, nice player, two-way contract, non-drafted, rookie, not a lot of those guys making a lot of impact in important basketball games right now. Maybe one day, but not usually in their first year out of the league. 25% three-point shooter, shot makes Lonzo Ball shot out of college look beautiful. Like, it's a struggle for him. And... Portland was so well prepared because this game was that important to them that they left him and roll, took Rudy's role away. So now they were switching one through five with somebody not guarding Trent Forrest. Brilliant game plan. Tip the hat. Great job by Terry Stotts and his crew. He's a great coach. He's one of the, he's one of the, the coaching in this league is amazing. And those that are bad stand out so obviously. It's incredible. Like, actually, in retrospect, run through our most recent games – and the coaches that actually didn't have a game plan and hadn't scouted us and weren't prepared for it, it's kind of stunning. It's kind of kind of stunning how bad some of these coaching jobs against us recently have been when teams did not adapt in any way, shape, or form to who we are. Steve Kerr, Terry Stotts, and what were virtual playoff games, suddenly coached it exactly that way. And, and, and our guys are dead. Joe Ingles is playing 32 minutes a night as a starting point there. Run through the guys that Joe Ingles – has recently had Guardian. Like last night, Joe Ingles had Robert Covington picking him up full court on every possession. In Phoenix, he had Mikel Bridges picking him up on every possession. In San Francisco, or in San Francisco, he had Kate Bazemore for much of the night. Denver threw Aaron Gordon at him at times. Spurs had DeJounte Murray on him. Toronto had OG Ananobi on it. Joe Ingles, in his last, like, eight games, has had literally Mikel Bridges, probably first or second team defense. OG Ananobi should be. DeJounte Murray has been first or second team de defense. Denver had just Aaron Gordon's mammoth guarding him for most of the night. Houston didn't have anyone. Joe had 14 points, six rebounds, seven assists. Kent Bazemore. And then last night was Robert Covington, whose father was a great defender. And so no surprise that Joe is suddenly shooting 41% from the field and 32% from three over his last eight games, playing 32 a night. He's battling his ass off. But he's exhausted. Absolutely exhausted. So, hey, I, I got no worries. Let's see if they can go get the last two. If they don't, they don't. But the chance was, you know, really – Two weeks ago, if we're honest, the concern was whether or not the Jazz were going to be the third seed. So to me, the fact these guys are battling is kind of awesome. There's some things that are rearing their ugly head, but, 
you know, I'm not too worried. I'll run through one or two of them. You can decide. And then I'll get to your questions. You can decide whether you think that they are um, that big an issue. Today's show is brought to you by my friends at Grip6.com. I got a great tweet the other day. The belt is amazing. I got the honeycomb belt. And, oh, by the way, the wallet's awesome, too. The wallet builder is back. And on the site, they've got done for the sold out, the sellout. They also have wool ankle socks for you. Uh, the men, the honeycomb belt is on the site and available for $49 with the promo code locked on. You get 15% off. Grip6 is a Utah company made with a lifetime warranty, engineered without holes, flaps, or bolts. The quality craftsmanship is guaranteed. When I'm wearing my uh, Grip6 is all I wear, I've, and I'm up to like five straps and four buckles, and it's kind of fun. Now I just intermix it all the time. My favorite is the honeycomb. As I've told you, the carbon fiber is what I wear when it's more formal. The dark matter, which is my favorite, is sold out right now. But the uh, there's a really cool one called the Near Perfect Obsidian Carbon Fiber Belt that's on sale right now. So you might want to grab that. Um, they've got some cool premium buckles that are done kind of in a carbon fiber style. And the honeycomb style, it's worth checking out as well. Also, the Craftsman series is great uh, with the uh, wood belts. So go check them all out at all at uh, grip6.com. And I forgot, Ron Boone wants a grip6 belt. So I got to make sure I go take care of uh, Ron with the grip6 belt. Today's show is also brought to you by my friends at bigyellowbag.com. That's Biograss. It's a Utah company. Bigyellowbag.com with black garden soil, quality black garden soil, and mulch delivered free to your home. Go to bigyellowbag.com right now. You click on order now. No mess, no lugging, stays dry, delivered right to you at your house. It's not your typical garden uh, center topsoil. It's black garden soil, mulch delivered to your home. Never been easier. A great scientific study behind it. The family's been around for a long time in Utah. In fact, the, the dad used to work for the kind of a scientist, used to work for the Reagan administration, and they've been in Utah for a long time. They built this uh, great product for you at the uh, black garden soil to make your yard and lawn look as beautiful as ever. It's the big yellow bag. Go right now to BigYellowBag.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get 15% off. All right. Uh, you can decide uh, whether you think this is a big issue or not. Our defensive rating last night with Rudy Gobert on the floor was a 104.6, which is truly incredible since they're like a 120 offense. Our defensive rating with Rudy Gobert off the floor last night was a 150, meaning they scored 1.5 points per. Okay. Like, yeah, it's an issue. We have the greatest – separation of any player ever in the history of the NBA since they've kept it of what we are when Rudy Gobert is on or off the floor defensively. It's the biggest difference by any player ever in the NBA. I think it's a statement of how great Rudy is, but it's certainly something we've got to figure out. Um, Trent Forrest, like teams know, he can't shoot uh, yet or he doesn't shoot well, uh, and he's going to have to learn that. That's going to be the definition of whether his career uh, makes it or not, but he's got all the other parts of it, and it's undrafted. Rookie out of Florida State, hard to ask him for a lot more. But our offensive rating last night with Trent Forrest on the floor is a 74. Okay, because in this league, if you can't shoot, you can't play. Because if you can't shoot, they don't guard you, and then nobody else can shoot. Like, it's not that, like, it's not a criticism of Trent Forrest. It's just a reality. Uh, there were some interesting things last night. Our defense kind of generally was, like, shot chart-wise, was unbelievable. They only got 19 shots at the rim. They only got one corner three all night. They did hit 12 of 30 on their above the break. Like, there's a lot of things we did really well defensively. They only hit 10 of 19 shots at the rim all night. 
Uh, again, only one corner three. Dame's playing up at the top. We went one of ten on right corner threes, which is largely they left for us. So we didn't finish the rim very well last night. We were 14 of 28, um, which is a little surprising uh, on that. Um, but, again, some of that's fatigue. Some of that's got personnel, right? Like you have guys trying to go to the rim uh, that are not um, probably equipped. I like to look at quarter by quarter. It kind of gives you a feel for the game. So we came out brilliantly defensively. Our starting group's defensive ratings were all under 90. Our bench defensive rating was all over 130 in the first quarter of the game last night. It's just a little, you know, it's just a little disconcerting that we just don't have any type of defensive prowess the minute Rudy goes out of the game. Um, our defensive rating in the second quarter with Rudy on the floor was a 126. With Rudy off the floor was a 178. So in the first half last night, and this is actually reminiscent of the second half against the Warriors. In the first half last night, when the Blazers came across half court, they scored 1.06 points per possession with Rudy on the floor. 1.06 with Rudy off the floor, they scored 1.6. It's a pretty big difference in the first half versus second half last night. That's, you know, or the first half last night. That's a little troublesome. In the second half, Rudy was a 1.03. Our offense was just terrible when he was off the floor. It was a 1.3. So a little bit of a struggle there. And the Warrior game was pretty similar to that. Like, that's a reoccurring theme right now is we've gotten thin. But you know what? Like, here's another locked-on theme that we talk about all the time. That's 240 minutes. And I talk about it all the time. you got to have 240 minutes of NBA players on the floor. 48 times 5. We don't have 240 minutes right now. Right? Like, let's be honest. Like, I don't want to be, like, totally killing guys, but, like, if you're playing playoff caliber basketball and you're trying to win, we don't have 240 minutes last night. In fact, I would argue last night we played about maybe 210 minutes last night of NBA players. You know, regular rotation, high-quality NBA players. They they played two – they played – Amphrey Simons is on the edge. Other, they were pretty close to 240 minutes. Um. All right, uh, let's go to Brandon. Brandon says, we look exhausted. I hope these extra long time injury time doesn't have to cost us the first round. Both Conley and Mitchell need time for the team or, or we're done again. So, I, I, Brandon, this is my biggest concern. This is really my biggest concern. If you watch the Lakers this year, when Anthony Davis and LeBron James came back, they were still terrible. I mean, they were really bad. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, and they're missing Dennis Schroeder. Contagious Caldwell Pope. Those guys have given every ounce of everything they have. And no different than our conversation here. Contagious Caldwell Pope's a nice player. He's not a number one option. Right? Uh, Kyle Kuzma's a nice six foot ten player. He's not a number one option. Those guys have given every ounce of everything they have. LeBron James and Anthony Davis came back. They were like, oh my God, thank goodness gracious. Phew! Oh, my God, I'm so exhausted. Andy Davis came back. Andy Davis had these massive games, and they still lost because the rest of the team was terrible. My biggest concern is that even when Don and Mike come back, if they if they do, hopefully Mike comes back before the end of the regular season or not, they all come back at playoffs, is not the fact that you're assimilating them back in. I think we can figure that out, though. There's, you know, the Jazz have never been a great team after a layoff is the fact that, they get, that the guys are going to be just still – could still just be exhausted. Now, it's the playoffs, and you would think that would ramp up, all those kind of things. 
the fact is that, you know, they could be just worn out. And I, I hope that's not the case, but it seems to me that that's the case in the Lakers. From Instagram, how much of Trent's shooting woes or nerves? Probably not very much. His shot fundamentally doesn't look great, and his shooting percentage in college um, wasn't great. Why does it feel like the Jazz are going to break my heart and lose in the first round? I feel like contenders don't lose games against terrible defensive teams. Well, I mean, this is a little bit of where I feel like there's a real, really big disconnect going on between some of our fan base right now. So, Mitch, without Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, we're not a contender. Like, that, we're not a contender without, without those two guys. Those guys are all-stars. Um, they're key parts of our roster. They average, like, a combined 50 points a game. So we're not a contender without them. So, now, are the Jazz going to break your heart and lose in the first round? As I said yesterday on the show, I think there's a real chance the first round is going to be the hardest round for the Jazz in the whole playoffs. We get out of the first round after playing the Warriors or the Lakers and knock out two former champions. I, I have a lot more faith in the team to win a title than I honestly do right now. The, we do not have on our resume knocking a champion out. We don't have – none of our guys have in their back pocket the the not, like the, 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 court, the, the life knowledge and experience of, like, how do I knock a guy out? And you got to knock out Steph Curry – where you got to knock out Anthony Davis and LeBron James, that's real. That's super real. So, yeah, that, to me, that, there's a, yeah, there's a real chance we can lose in the first round. Real, real chance. Without being a failure, without having, doing anything wrong, without being not as good as, we weren't as good, no, being just as good as we said. In no way, shape, or form would it actually be, to me, a statement of anything else. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rock Auto, reliably low prices, easy to navigate site, amazing selection, and all of the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. What is the car part you need? Is it a fuel pump? There's a fuel pump and advanced auto parts for a Honda Odyssey is $354. For Rock Auto, it's $217. That's right. At a brick and mortar store, it's 354. And at Rock Auto, it's 217. I round them both up. Chain stores have different prices, different tiers for professional mechanics. It's used to do it yourselfers. And rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone and reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airline. Rock Auto is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. And in fact, is the exact same price for do it yourselfers as it is for professionals. Unique, easy to navigate, old school website. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and prices. You prefer, best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. Same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much? So right, locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us section at rockauto.com. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices. Always. All the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. All right, NBA schedule today. Let's go to Bet Online. By the way, they've just released the Jazz game on the final night of the year, despite Sham's report that all the games we played in this like three hour window and this greatness, it does not seem to be true. Instead, it looks as though we will be playing at Sunday night at seven o'clock. Mountain time. 
So we'll be playing one of the last games of the year. Uh, 7 o'clock Mountain, 6 o'clock Pacific against Sacramento. We will not be all those games taking place in the same time. I don't know. I don't have any, like, great insight of what impact that is. All right, bet online tonight. Clippers are minus 8 against the Hornets. Bucks are minus 8 against the Pacers. Atlanta's minus 14 against Orlando. Philadelphia and Miami, big one. Miami's minus two. Memphis and Sacramento, big one. Memphis is not done possibly being the eight seed, by the way. Minus eight against Sacramento. The Nuggets are minus four against the Timberwolves, and Phoenix is minus four and a half against Portland. Ideally, we would like Portland to win that. Uh, on a back-to-back, and... Uh, yeah, it's a lot to ask. But Portland needs one more win to make sure they don't slide into the play. Memphis and the Warriors are virtually tied, and they play on the final night of the season. Phoenix plays Portland tonight and then San Antonio for two more before they're done. We need two, two Jazz wins or Phoenix losses. Paul says, I think we need to give credit to our health and performance team and training staff. I'd love to. Mike Elliott, fabulous. Great pickup by the team out of Phoenix. Eric Waters, the trainer, and the rest of the crew. Uh, thanks for saying hi just before you went into the arena last night. I like how you respect everyone. Last night was our first game in person this season. It was just disappointing, not because of the loss in general, because they didn't appear to be having fun, like Giannis pointed out in us. That was a reason for us was left open all night long. Huh? Not sure I followed that. Uh, but it was nice to see. People should be freaking out. This team is going to be playing the Lakers in the first round. Phoenix is going to get the number one seed. They'll be one and done again this year. Well, that's, I mean, that's a possibility. Like, what a weird year. That the fact is, your number one seed, you're going to either get the Golden State Warriors or the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, that's, that's just nothing you've done to your fault. And if you lose to the the Lakers in the first round. The Phoenix gets the one seed. The also the Warriors. Steph Curry can beat the Lakers on a given night. Anthony Davis and LeBron James have not played together, and I don't think are going to play together before that playing game. And that playing game is like right around the corner. By the way, right? It's Thursday. That playing game is Tuesday. And Anthony Davis got a groin injury, didn't play, and LeBron still hasn't come back from his ankle yet to test it to know if it works. You know what? If we're going to play the Lakers, let's play them early. Brandon says, doesn't help to have two healthy players if the rest of the whole team is broken. Bogey looks tired. Clarks looks tired. Right? I, I think this is the biggest concern. Like, if we want to freak out, I don't know what the hell that means. People should be freaking out. Actually, probably not. It's sports. Um, that's my biggest concern, is the fatigue of playing going to be 17 games, 16 games without Donovan, somewhere between 9 and 11 games without Mike and Donovan, will not be restored by next a week from Sunday. That That's my number one concern. Um, Del Toledo. Stotts and Portland only plays eight guys. Yeah, they're in, like, playoff mode right now. 
Have they? Uh, is he always limited number of players? No, he's in playoff mode. Will the Jazz play eight or nine players in the playoffs? If so, who loses their minutes? Well, I think we'll play nine unless you're not playing. I mean, the only guy you would take out of the rotation is George Niang, right? Like, unless George Niang really can't guard someone, which he's done a good job of all year, or the speed of the game means that George Niang can't make his shots, then I think you're playing nine guys. George has been great. The one beauty on George never bypasses a look. And I think that's um, important. I've always thought we should run more pick and roll with Boyan as the picker to take advantage of the rim attack versus smaller guards. Well, depends what they're doing. So chances are, Andy, they're going to switch that. So it's a small, small pick and roll. They're going to switch it, whoever it is. So you're really only running the Boyan pick and roll in – End of quarter situations, we run it a lot with Donovan, where he peels off Donovan. That's been pretty successful. We started running it more with Clarkson. Um, or if you're trying to get a specific matchup, so in like Carmelo out on the floor, if he's guarded Boyan, you might run him off a pick so that Jordan Clarkson ends up going on Boyan. But if you're running a Boyan ball screen pick and roll with Boyan as the picker, um, then you're going to end up with um, – just a switch. And that's all it is. Uh, Brandon, I saw your latest thing. Stop while you're ahead. You've like stretched it too far. You've, you've now officially gone nuts. Um, I've noticed the bogey turns the ball over too much when he is backing up defenders while forcing shots. What does need to change? Ron Boone talks about the broadcast. He really shows the ball too much. He comes through trying to swing through to draw a foul and shows the ball too much. So they have to work on him to try to fix that. According to Ron, he knows better than I do. I don't have any idea how to play traffic in the NBA. Um, but I mean, to that point, Bogey's one of the worst isolation players in the NBA. He's like a 0.7 points per isolation. I think I saw on NBA.com slash stats. Um, you know, and so that's where you end up with Bogey playing those, those minutes in, in isolation, them switching. It's, it's awfully hard, uh, from how, which could be my dad, but I'm not sure to watching ha, ha, jazz and lockers suffer from, oh, Actually, that's not my dad. I promise you that that's not my father. Wait, I, I, I want to make sure I got this one. Jazz and Locke suffer from BLM. They do not respect law officers. The sacrifice fall. Yes, very few. March and step on the flat and call. Please, pigs. Hey, by the way, you said you were never watching again. Go away. So, no, that's not my dad. I pretty much promise you that. Uh, my dad is how. Uh, Will Conley played the last two. It could be as much needed left. I think there's a chance he plays the last two. He went uh, only off base. What Ron said is that work, his workout was super hard the other day. And honestly, the Jazz haven't announced that he's not available. Like they announced that Donovan's not playing again, and they didn't do. Um, and they didn't announce that. Um. If the Lakers don't make it out of the playing tournament, do you think the league will do away with the new format? No, I think this has been like the greatest rule change. I talked about a lockdown NBA today with Ben Golliver. I think this is like the best rule change ever in the history of like professional sports. I think it's incredible. Um, I, I think um, I, I, it's added incredible intrigue. <clears throat> Portland played hard last night. They'll play hard again tonight. Dallas played super hard last night. Memphis is playing hard. Like, teams are playing much harder right now than they would be otherwise. So it's pretty amazing. 
All right, that is locked. Uh, Craig asked an interesting question to close it up. At what point did the Jazz decide to bring a player back? They need to be 180%. I mean, I, I actually just think you have to be healthy. Like 80%, I don't, I think that's a made up media concept. I think players just have to be healthy and be able to play and not at risk at re injury. That is locked on Jazz. Great job on the live questions. Thanks very much. We even got through most of them. I super appreciate it. Thank even, even half. Thanks very much. Talk to you soon. Have a great one.